right, we are back with another episode of The Rockcast here from the Cuban Center at Assembly Hall. I'm Josh Easton, your host, and this week we have another special guest with us. He's quarterback for your Indiana Hoosiers, Peyton Ramsey. Peyton, welcome to The Rockcast. Thank you. I appreciate having me. So we were talking before, and you said you've listened to a few of these, so you're, you're, you're all ready to go, prepared? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm ready for it. Who's, who's been your favorite episode you've listened to so far? Coy Cronk, for sure, man. Got to represent the roommate. The roommate. <laughs> all right, so, so let's get right into it. Uh, let's go back to, to last season just to start this off. Um, obviously, you, you start basically the entire season. I guess just, just what's it like going through a season as a, as a starting quarterback? Yeah, you know, obviously it was my first year um, starting every single game. Um, and, I, and I think as the year went on, um, I gained a lot of confidence. Um, got better each and every single week, I think, especially towards the end of the year. Um, you know, we started moving the ball really well. Um, you know, obviously didn't score as many points and, and come out on top as much as we would have liked to. But I think if you look throughout the year, we did a really good job of, of moving the ball. And, um, you know, we were clicking at some points. And then there were times where we would shoot ourselves in the foot. And, that, and that's all part of it. And, and um, that's what the off season's for, learning and getting better from from those things. What's kind of that week by week grind that that you go through? Because obviously, I mean, you have the the bye week thrown in there at some point, but otherwise, I mean, you're week in and week out preparing for a new opponent every week. Yeah, I, I mean, it's hectic. Uh, you <laughs> know, it's and that's where routine comes in. Um, that's where it becomes increasingly important to stick to your routine, um, because there's certain things that I watch throughout the week, you know, film wise. Um, and I do it on the same day every week, um, and that's really scheduled. That's really planned around my class schedule and when I have time um, to get in and watch film. But everything is the same each and every week, and I think that's what gives me confidence is my routine every week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so let's go through that r- routine. So Saturday you play, game ends. With I guess the the next week kind of starts right then, right? Exactly. Yeah. So um, you know maybe come in Sunday morning and and review the the film from from yesterday but other than that you know we're moving on to the next opponent I'll watch by myself probably um, you know three or four of the previous games from our next opponent Mm. Um, and then Monday like I said I have a certain I watch certain things on every single day Um, so Monday um, you know I'll do base down and distance stuff Uh, second down or or I'm sorry uh, on Tuesday I'll get into third down on Wednesday red zone and then Thursday will kind of be um, you know fourth down overtime you know two minutes certain like little small things like that that all grouped together um and i do that same thing every single every single week and i think that's where i get my confidence so it seems like you you watch a lot of film on on average how much film do, do you think you're you're above average in the, like the amount of film you watch or where, where, where do you think you you kind of lie in that yeah well i think it's it's definitely different for every position okay. i mean quarterback i i definitely watch more film than any other position mm-hmm. on the team like i don't even question that <laughs> um but yeah, um, I I think it's completely necessary. I'll probably watch an hour to an hour and a half a day, um, you know, maybe two hours depending on um, how much stuff a team's going to throw at me. So, um, you know, that that's where you get your confidence. That's where you prepare throughout the week, and and you have to understand, um, you know, certain tendencies and what other teams are going to do. So, you said kind of each day has its own down. I guess what are you looking for in those specific downs that are m- maybe different from Monday to say Wednesday? Yeah, so, um, you know, based down in distance, teams are going to throw different coverages depending on what formation you get into. Um, so, you know, you got to study that. They're going to uh, bring different pressures and different blitzes, uh, get in different fronts. Um, you know, that's for every down. That's for first, second, and third down. Third down gets a little bit funky, and they do different things on third down depending on if it's third and short, third and medium, third and long. So there, mm-hmm. there are so many different aspects of, 
uh, of what you got to break down and what you got to watch um, because teams have tendencies. Um, and, and when you can break those down, it gets a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. So this year you have a new offensive coordinator in Kalen DeBoer, I guess just how has he been so far in these first few weeks of spring uh, spring ball? Yeah, he's been awesome. Um, he, he's been really good. He's a good teacher. Um, and, and like I've been telling a lot of people, there's a lot of overlap um, between what I've uh, been, learned so far uh, from him and then the previous two offensive coordinators that I've been around. Um, you know, there's a lot of overlap. But um, the one thing that I will say about him is he's a good teacher. Um, he throws a lot of stuff at you, and, and he expects a lot out of you. And I think that's um, – extremely important for an offensive coordinator and, uh, and for a quarterback coach. For you yourself coming into this spring camp, I guess, is there a few things that, that you're trying to work on specifically to, to kind of grow as a quarterback? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is leadership. You know, I'm coming in um, as a fourth-year guy. Um, I've been around. Um, I've earned respect from, from uh, my teammates, so now it's just a matter of, of holding them accountable. Um, but I would say as far as from an on-field um, terms of growth, um, continue to be able to pump the ball down the field. Uh, and I, I would say timing, uh, being able to throw my receivers out of breaks. Um, and because that's where the big plays come from. The big plays aren't necessarily launching the ball down the field. It's, it's timing and it's accuracy. Um, and when you can put those things together, uh, you have a chance to be a really explosive offense. When, when you kind of look at yourself on film, what, what type of quarterback do you see? Do you see kind of somebody who you want to sit in the pocket and just kind of pick apart, or do you like to kind of get out and, and run a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I like to run, but I, I do prefer uh, to pass first, drop back, and, and go through my progression. And I think that's what makes me a little bit different than some guys is is when do th- when when things do break down, I have the ability to innovate and, and to get out of the pocket and make plays with my with my legs. So um, I, I would say I prefer to sit back and, and uh-huh. throw the ball, but. Um, but I definitely do have the ability to, to move around. Right, and I know obviously you can't just sit there all day and, 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 and kind of pick your, pick your receivers down the field, but I guess just it, it, it seems like, I mean, this is just my opinion, but you, you may not get enough credit for just how competitive you are out there on the field. It feels like some days you're, you're coming off and may not have gone your way, but you're always still in there. You're always still trying to grind. I guess where does that competitive edge come from? Uh, you know, I think that's just kind of how I'm wired. Um, I think that's how it was brought up. Um, you know, I got an older brother, I got a younger brother, and uh, you know, we we've had some heated battles on in the backyard or um, you know playing video games. Um, and I think that's just kind of what uh, our parents expected from us. Um, they didn't necessarily expect us to be the best player on the field or on the court. Um, they expected us to give the most effort and be the hard work, the most hardworking people on our teams. Um, you know, whether that's running on and off the field or diving for loose balls on a basketball court. Um, I think that's what was expected of us, and it, it kind of built this toughness um, around us. And, it, and it's it, when you work that hard, you know, it hurts to lose. It hurts that much harder when you invest that much. So I, I would say that's just kind of how I was brought up. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned your uh, brothers. You're all named after different quarterbacks. I guess when did you first realize that that was kind of a thing? Yeah, I mean, right away. As soon as I was, as soon as I was, as soon as I was old enough to understand, I, I knew where Peyton came from. Um, obviously, that that's a pretty easy one. But my older brother, his name's Montana, uh-huh. named after Drew Montana, yep. obviously. And then uh, younger brother's Drew. He's Drew Bledsoe, actually, not Drew Brees. Okay. Um, but yeah, as soon as as soon as I was old enough to understand, 
and got into really understanding football, it was pretty easy to see that that's kind of the route that that my parents took. Is it kind of funny now that you're the quarterback at Indiana? It, it, it kind of just meant to be, right? Peyton, Peyton Manning up in Indy, Peyton Ramsey down in Bloomington. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's just funny how it all worked out. I always planned on being, uh, you know, a college quarterback. It's always been a dream of mine. Uh-huh. But to end up in, in the state of Indiana playing here, it's it, it's kind of funny. And your your dad, you you played for him in uh in in high school, I guess. What was that relationship like? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's unique for sure. Um, you know, I grew up my entire life um, looking forward to playing for my dad, and um, you know, like I said earlier, he he held me to a higher standard. Um, you know, he expected a lot out of me, um, and you know, it was a situation where he knew what I was capable of doing. Um, so he put a lot on my shoulders. Uh, when I finally got to play for him and um, you know the one thing that I will say is we we never took anything off the field good or bad Um, you know when we were at home you know he was my dad and then when we were on the field he was my coach and um, we had that unique relationship that we had to you know maybe try to balance at first a little bit but looking back it was one of the greatest experiences that I've had being able to play for my dad. What's it like I guess on the practice field compared to maybe at the dinner table where it's kind of like maybe you're just wanting to get away from football for a little bit, but how did that kind of work out? Well, yeah, that, that, that's all my mom. You know, my mom, <laughs> we, we kind of made a pact with her, um, you know, that when we were eating dinner or when we were doing something family-related that, um, you know, we tried to eliminate football from that. Um, and that's not to say that we didn't talk about it a little bit, you know, pull up a, a, a clip here of the team we're playing this week of and course. talk about it, but... Um, you know, we tried to eliminate that as much as possible and just be a family. And, um, you know, I, I think as time went on, we did a, we did a better job of that. Mm-hmm. And I guess with your brothers, did, did they also play football and for your dad? Yeah, so I have an older brother who played for my dad. And then I have a younger brother who's currently a freshman in high school. So okay. he's, he's, uh, he's about to start. He's still coming through the system yep, then. Yeah, he's about to see what it's all about. <laughs> Do you have any advice for him? Um, dad's always right. Um, what he says goes so um, hopefully he can learn that quick do you have going back to to you yourself um, do you have a quarterback that you watch whether it be college NFL that you kind of of try to model your game after yeah I think Russell Wilson's a guy that um, that I I really admire Um, just because of his mobility Um, you know he's he's undersized um, and, and just the way he works and the, the success that he's been able to have throughout his career so far and the success that he's going to have in the future. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that uh, makes plays when, when stuff isn't there, and he's a guy that can, can let it rip from the pocket. So um, he's been a guy that I, that I truly admire and, and really like to watch. Is that somebody that I guess you're, you're looking at more on the field stuff or is it kind of just his, his entire package being off the field? Because I know, I mean, I've, I've seen him a lot. Uh, he... I mean, is always in the film room. He's. I mean, it sounds like a lot of the same traits, right? Exactly. He's he's a high character guy that puts a lot into the game, you know. And and I think to be a really really good quarterback, that's what you have to do. And he's proved on the field that, you know, he is a really good quarterback. But that just doesn't that just doesn't happen out of thin air. Um, he's put a lot into it, and um, so I would say both on and off the field, um, he he's a really good example of what an NFL quarterback and a good quarterback does. Mm-hmm. And I mean. Just I think quarter the the quarterback position you're just kind of thrown into that leadership role. I guess where do you kind of try to find those those leadership traits and how do you feel like you've you've worked on those? Yeah, like I said, I, I think the first thing, the most important thing is is you have to earn that trust and that respect. Um, you know, you can't just walk in here day one and expect to be a leader. Um, so I, I think over time I, I've worked myself into that role. 
Um, and now it's just a matter of finding guys and influencing them. Um, you know, young guys, guys that are developing. Um, you know, there, there are certain guys that come to my mind uh, as we speak right now that that it's important for me to, to continue to bring them along because um, they may not know um, how to practice. They may not have the greatest of, of practice habits yet, um, but continuing to bring them along because they do trust me and, and they trust the other leaders on this team. So um, it, it, now that I have that respect, um, I think it's now uh, using that respect and, and guiding those guys along the way. We were just talking about your dad being a coach. Is that something you want to get into, whether it be in, in two years or 20 years, when, whenever your, your football career ends? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's funny. I, coming into college, I, I didn't think it was something that I wanted to do. But, um, you know, being around the game and um, being around the game planning of, of coaches and um, having my own thoughts and, uh, you know, drawing plays in my notebooks and, and the ba- in, in the back of the classroom, you know, um, it, it's become something that um, I don't want to get away from. Um, football ha- is something that ha- has kind of defined me. It's kind of um, I've been able to use it, um, you know, to define myself not as only not only as a player but as a person. So I think um, it, it would almost be impossible for me to walk away whenever my playing career is done. Have 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 you had conversations with coaches on, on the current coaching staff, or I guess past of kind of some ideas or, or some advice? Yeah, I, I t- I've talked to Coach Sheridan at great length about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, he he offered, you know, he offers great advice. Um, you know, we got this little manual, this coaching booklet started up and getting put together. So um, I talked to Coach Sheridan for a while about it because, um, you know, he was my quarterback coach obviously mm-hmm. last year. And, um, you know, he, he has nothing but great advice. Now it seems like we've we've talked a lot about football, but let's get away from football. Right. When when you're not playing football, what is Peyton Ramsey doing? When I'm not playing football, what am I doing? Uh, man, which it, it seems like it's not a lot of time. Yeah, not not <laughs> a ton of time, but uh, when it warms up, uh, maybe go uh, watch the baseball team. Okay. Uh, for the rest of this week, I can tell you, I'll be watching the NCAA tournament. Yep. Um, I wish I could lie and say I had a good golf game or something, but <laughs> I don't. Uh, watch Netflix. Okay. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a pretty normal dude. Okay. What What's the Netflix show? Uh, Peaky Blinders is my Ooh. all-time favorite Netflix show. Okay. I've I've started it. I didn't finish it, but maybe I should get back on Great it. Great show. Okay. Um, have you played any other sports? Yeah, I played. Uh, I played basketball all four years of high school. Played okay. AAU growing up. Uh, but that's it. But just basketball and football. Was that tough to give up basketball, or did you know that football was going to be your sport? I mean, I knew football was going to be my sport, but man, I do miss playing, especially this time of year when you're watching the tournament. Absolutely. Um, it, it's fun to watch. This, I, you know, I'd argue that this is one of the greatest, greatest sports weekends there is. So I, I do miss basketball. I miss playing. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Do you ever get down to the wick and play? Or I'm sure coaches may not may not want you doing that. Yeah, but. I don't I don't make it out as much as I'd like to. Don't want to roll an ankle. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, but you mentioned the tournament. We're not going to get too in depth, but I need, I need a winner. Who's who's at the end of your bracket? That's easy, Duke man. They Duke, got, they oh got, man, they got the best player in the country. All so. right, that's that's very fair. Um, I guess you've you're you're from Ohio. You kind of stayed in the Midwest. Was when you were coming to Indiana was. Was this kind of the school that was, I guess, close to home but not not too far away? Yeah, so I, I always wanted to play in the Big Ten. Um, I grew up born and raised on on Big Ten football, and um, you know when I was making my decision, I didn't have I didn't have every single Big Big Ten school as an opportunity. But I, I came to IU, um, loved it. Um, every single time I came here, 
I uh, fell in love with this place. Uh, the coaching staff um, that recruited me, I, I, I really um, enjoy being around them. Um, so, yeah, and it was close to home, and that, mm-hmm. that was another big thing. I, I wanted my parents, my dad as a coach, to be able to make it to as many games as he could, and, and so far that's been a success. Mm-hmm. And you've you played in now a lot of big stadiums, a lot of big moments. Is there one game or moment that kind of stands out among the rest? The, the coolest place I played in, played at Michigan Stadium. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that, that was unbelievable. Their fans, their atmosphere, um, you know, and, you know, making some plays in that game um, with that crowd watching you, that that was, um, you know, that was something that, was, that I'll never forget. It was just an unbelievable opportunity, an unbelievable experience. What's it like playing in front of 100,000 people? Because being a part of the 100,000 is pretty crazy. But what's it like being, I guess, in, in the middle of the bowl? Yeah, I think initially it's it's nerve-wracking when you walk into a stadium, especially for the first time. You know, it was my first time walking into Ohio State and my first time walking into Michigan. It's like, wow, this place is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but when you get a snap or two under your belt, it's just like we're playing football. Right. It's like it's 11 on 11 and nothing else matters. Um, but then at the end of the day, when you look back on it, you're like, wow, that was that was something I've dreamed about for a long, long time. Do you kind of take a moment when you walk in and just kind of take it all in? Absolutely. I mean, it's the first thing I do is just walk across the field, look up at the stadium because, you know, there's so much history in, in some of those stadiums and some of the greatest players, some of the players that I grew up watching and admiring have played in those same stadiums and made big plays there. So, um, you know, for me, it's just taking it all in and, and really being thankful for that opportunity. You said you, you live with Koi Kronk. He's your left tackle, I guess. How is that relationship then with your left tackle? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we have a great relationship. I will probably sit on the couch and watch basketball all weekend. But, uh, man, he's a guy that will do anything for you. Um, he's a leader. He's so well-respected. Um, one of the goofiest, funniest dudes on our team that, that everybody can get along with. So, uh, you know, we kind of clicked right away, came in the same class. Mm-hmm. and um, You know, we've just been boys ever since then. And I know he's got my back through everything. So he's he's been a great roommate. All right, and he is also a future or a, a past uh, Rockcast interviewee. That's right. So, right. so there you go. Um, w- but as as you probably heard, we end the podcast with some rapid fire questions. First thing that comes to mind, just spit it out. Um, so first off, favorite hobby? Favorite hobby. Um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Oh, I don't know if okay. that's a hobby, but no, that's good. What What's your favorite podcast? Uh, so I just started one. It's called The Season. It's about the turnaround of Columbia football. Oh, really, really good. Um, and then if you want a good laugh, obviously any of the Barstool Sports yeah, podcasts. Part of my take. Part yeah. of my take's a good one. Yeah, that's that's solid. Uh favorite place you've traveled to? Whether it be football or away from football. I, I love the beach, but I got I, I visited Wyoming uh, in high school. It was beautiful. It is beautiful out there. Where in Wyoming did you go? Uh, I went to Jackson Hole. Oh, Jackson Hole. That yeah. is that is a great yeah. part of America. Uh what is one item you couldn't live without? Chipotle. Chipotle. I don't okay. know if that's an item, but no. I mean that's fine. Out. That is that's okay. Uh, what is the one thing you've always wanted to do that you haven't? I want to travel. I've never left the country, and there's Ooh. there's so much history and uh, you know throughout the throughout the country that I, I want to travel. What's your what's number one on the on the bucket list? I want to go to Greece. Greece. Yeah. Is any specific part in Greece or? I just, just want to Greece. Go to Greece. All right, that's fair. Uh, okay, last question then. What are you most looking forward to this upcoming season? The opportunity to go back out and compete. Um, I mean, you know, obviously we're, we're in spring ball right now, uh, but the, the chance to go back out and compete and prove ourselves, prove that we're a better football team this year because I know we're going to be. Uh, we have so much so much coming back, so many young guys have got experience. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting back out there competing and 
um, you know, just being out there with my guys. All right. Well, Peyton, thank you very much. Go, go get out of here and watch the NCAA tournament. That's right. Thank you. Thank you.